Welcome to Our Wee Podcast with Susie Briggs and Alan McClure. Stories, signs and poems in Scots and English. In this episode, a wheener stuff, including yum, chicken licking, and a double Scottify challenge. Tuck in. The Wee Door What are you doing in there? Billy squeezed through the park railings and hunkered along to where his wee sister Bella was sitting. She was richt in the shade of a muckle-old beech tree. He wouldn't have spotted her if she had no sneezed as he was passing. She looked up at him with watery een and held a finger to her moo. Shh! Hold your wished, she said, her whisper loud enough to startle twa spiugs in the branches above. It's Jeanie and her gang. I seen them coming along the road. Billy was nane the wiser. Aye, he said. Say what? It's a free country, is it no? You don't understand, said Bella with a snottery sniffle. She's off a mean to me. She calls me Cinderbella, and all her pals laugh at me. Oh, recht. So you're hiding fair. For that she'll put we in yaf. Ach, come on, Bella. I never took you for a fearty. Well, if Billy thought this would cheer her up, he was completely wrong, and Bella burst out greeting fit to brack your heart. It's no just that, she wailed. She's, she's just mean. Billy gave her a wee bosey and said, Oh, sorry, Bella. I'm sure she's rotten. But she's a war now. Come on and I'll chum you home, OK? Bella dried her in and dichted her neb and they walked home together. Billy had some words of wisdom about sticking up for yourself, but Bella was too sad to listen. Next day, after school, it was the same again. Bella was skipping home, stopped to tie her lacers, and when she got up, there was Jeanie, marching up the road towards her with five big lassies in tow. Oh no, thought Bella. She loped the fence into the park, hoping beyond hope that Jeanie hadn't seen her, and she curried into the shadow of the beech tree. Up came the lassies, laughing and blethering in big, loud voices. Just go past, just go past, Bella whispered to herself, in squeezed shut and hurt pure racing. But the lassies didn't go past. They stopped, right where Bella had duked it into the shade. I thought I seen Don Cinder Bella coming in here. It was Jeanie's voice. What a nightmare. Oh, what cares, come another voice. I've to get him and do my paper round. Just a wee minty, said Jeanie, 
I want to ken where she's gone. Oh, poor Bella. She was sure the lassies would hear her hurt, say loud it was thundering. Maybe Billy would come along again. Maybe he'd save her. But to be honest, she didn't want Billy thinking she was a fearty only mere than she wanted Jeanie to fin her. She looked about, just frantic, desperate to fin an escape route. And that's when she clocked it. Richt aside her, in the trunk of the beech tree. A wee door. It was a guy wee door. Nay mere than a fit in height. But it was a door, and Richt knew it looked like her only way out. Oh, I wish I was wee enough to get through there, she said to herself. I wish, I wish, I wish. A henter, she could hear the fence rattling as Jeanie tried to fin a way through. Cooey, Cinderbella, she jeered. Bella bit her lip to keep from greeting. Oh, please, she clenched her fists and gritted her teeth. I wish. And suddenly, the ooriest thing happened. She felt herself tightening, shrinking, spiralling dun and dun as the beech tree grew gigantic aside her. And just as Jeanie came crashing out of the fence, Bella saw she was the right size to get through that wee door. Without gain a second thought, she grabbed at the honnel, pulled the door open and jumped through into murk and darkness. She landed on her doubt, on a slippery chute, and she skated and slid down into the dark. Afore she could catch her breath or call out, she'd come tumbling out into a big wide space. It was murksome and strange, a low green licht coming from strange clumps of mushrooms growing out the walls. Athens smelt to stour and soil, but at least she was safe. As Irene got used to the gloom, she realised that the space was full of folk just like her. Wee lads and lassies, a few grown-ups maybe, but all shrunken down to the size of a garden gnome. As Bella got up and dusted herself down, a few of them came out to her. Hiya, said a pale wee laddie, holding up his horn in salute. I'm Sam. You hiding an awe, aye? Bella blinked in bumbazelment. Aye, she said. Use his wheel. A couple of them nodded. Bella sighed in relief. These yins would understand, even if Billy never had. I did it, she thought. I'm safe now. But just as she was beginning to smile, an aura-looking loon came swaggering out with a couple of stragglers ahint him. Oh no, said Sam. It's Mikey. I'm off. Here, you, new lassie. The boy's voice was high and screechy, with you a scrap of friendliness. Think you can just come into my bit without even asking? Bella just goggled at him. No here and aw, surely. Um, no. Sorry, I didn't ken it was your bit. I didn't ken it was your bit, chanted the wee gang in front of her. What do you think, lads? 
Should we teach her ways bit this is? Feeling her knees begin to shugle, Bella keeked desperately backward and furret. The three laddies, all bigger than her, though they must have shrunk themselves to get in here, stared it advancing towards her. These yins are worse than Jeanie, she thought, and she darted to one side and scarpered, Mikey's voice shouting insults at her back. Now, on tap of the way she'd been feeling to come down here in the first place, this was just our muckle to tack. She fled helplessly, no kennin' where she was gone, but certain these bams were after her. At last, she tripped and fell headlang into one of the glowing mushrooms. And I wonder if you can guess what she seen at its base. An even weird door, keeking up at her, as if to say, Come on in, hen, they'll never catch you here. And the truth is, Bella was already feeling so rotten that she barely even had to think before she began to shrink again. Dun, dun, dun. Stop her! She's getting away! Well, that was enough for Bella. She hauled the wee door open and dived through. This time it was empty space she fell through, and for a frixsome moment she was feared she'd brack her neck. Fortunately, it was a saft landing, in a mound of stour and glor that she didn't much want to hink about. This space was dour, dreech and damp, and slaters the size of double-deckers went scuttling about her inner. Bella got up, swallowed a sob, and looked around. Toty wee roots hung for the roof, but to Bella they were like thick swinging cables, and she ducked to avoid their slimy touch. This is nasty, she said, but at least, at least I'm safe. Oi, lassie, what you doing, frichting in the slaters? A girl, about fifteen, reed-faced and raging, was burling up to Bella with a gleam in her een. Oh, come on, cried Bella, as she ran out the way, jinking round massive slugs and grains of soil like boulders. The angry lassie was after her. What could she do? And there, on the flare, was a mucket old oak leaf, the size of a tarpaulin, and she slipped and slid under it. I can see you, you wee scunner, bawled the lassie, getting louder and nearer and angrier. Whittle a day, whittle a day. Ken Whip was on her thorn leaf, planted square in the mud at Bella's feet. Aye, that's right, an even weir door. Weel knew Bella was flagged enough to consider it. She kent the drill by now. All it would tack would be one wee wish. But just as she was about to shut her in and gin through it all again, a big, old snail kick it under the leaf and gied her a wink. You gonna keep this up, I? Its voice was smooth and kind. I didn't ken what today, cried Bella. I'm feart. The snail nodded. Aye, I can see that, it said. But listen, lassie, and I'll tell you something important. 
See once ye start knacking yourselves small for other folk. There'll always be someday who wants to mack ye smaller still. So, if that's the way ye want to gan, gone yourself, I'll no stop ye, but it'll maybe no be lying afore ye disappear completely. And that, it added with a kindly smile, would be an half a shame if ye ask me. Bella thought a bit, and she smiled a bit. Okay, she said, but what can I do? The snail led her out for another leaf and tilted its head to the roof. Look up there, it said, and Bella did, and there, in the ceiling, way out of reach, was an awful muckle door. It covered the hale space near enough, and though it was too high to get to, Bella can't wit to day. The angry lassie was at her side now, ranting and raving and cursing her name, but Bella barely noticed her. She took a deep breath, and she grew, taller and taller, leaving the bursy wee raj below, she reached up and up and opened the door and stepped straight out into the park, all gallus and grand. Where have you been? Jeanie looked startled. She hadn't been expecting this. Ach, mind your own business, said Bella. She spotted Billy passing by, and she brushed past Jeanie to join him on the road. Then the pair of them pluttered him, laughing, blithering, and enjoying the warm afternoon sun. Yum. It was a warm, sunny day, and we Jenny went out to play. In the garden, she had her lunch, a cheese and lettuce piece to munch. She was just about to drink her juice, when up popped a hungry moose. Moose says, What's in your piece? Jenny broke a bit off and gave her some. Moose nibbled and nibbled. Yum, yum, yum. In the sky flew big black craw. She landed on the garden wall. Craw says, Oh, a piece. I love bread. Please can I help it? That would be good. Jenny broke a bit off and made some crumbs. Craw pecked and pecked. Yum, yum, yum. Down on the grun, 
Hiri Ubit crawled by. He spied lettuce in the piece and let out a sigh. Oh, I love lettuce. Tasty and green. Yawns the crispiest lettuce I've ever seen. Jenny tore a bit off and gave him some. Hairy Ubit crunched and crunched. Yum, yum, yum. Jenny sat where friends under the tree. All were eaten happily. It's good to gan outside and play. It's good to share what you hay. It's good to fill up your tum. Nibble, peck, munch, crunch. Yum, yum, yum. Scottify, in which Susie challenges Alan to write a song about a Scots word. Hi, Alan. Hiya, Susie. How's it going? Oh, it's grand. How are you? Very well indeed. Are you enjoying this weather? Oh, it's lovely. Yes. <laughs> well, I've got a kind of weather-themed Scottify challenge for you this month. Oh, tell me more. Well, we had a poll last month. We entered into democracy. And we had the Bahuki song. I remember. Mm -hmm. So this month, the public have spoken and we have a draw. Oh no. It's a double challenge. Okay. Are you up for it? I reckon so. Right. The words are... Drukit and Kuri. Drook it, just look it, the state of your clies I bet you're sorry, oh glory, you weren't that wise You went out playing in the rain, you left your jacket here at home Although I tell you it was blattering doon Chittering, they plittering, in puddles and bogs Of course you're ringing, it's dinging it doing cats and dogs You can't say you weren't tilt But if you went at full pelt again Out daffing in a blinking monsoon Kurian, silly laddie, there's a fire in the stove You'll get a mug of hot cocoa and some nice dry clothes And listen to your father the next time it rains And you'll know come squelching in here Or drook it again, oh Heavens, the heavens are open again And if he's fleeing, I'm seeing There's no telling that Wayne He's left his wellies on the flare It's like he just doesn't care He'll get pneumonia if he doesn't tack tent 
Ass and you're joking, you're soaking. Just look at the mess. Oh, James, the carpet is clattered. Mum will no be impressed when she gets back to the shops. I'll need a towel and mop. This would have been an easy thing to prevent. Curian, silly laddie, and I'll bring you a bath. I can remember fine wheel that getting drunk it's a laugh. Was the same at your age, so I can't complain. Gin you dainty, tack your jacket when you play in the rain. Curian, Curian, Curian. Chicken licking. Once upon a time, there was a wee chick called Chicken Licking. One day, Chicken Licking was sitting underneath an oak tree when an acorn fell and started off his wee head. Chicken Licking thought the sky was falling down, so he ran off to tell the king. On the way, he met Henny Penny. Slow down! Where are you gone, Chicken Licking? Chicken Licking stopped and says, Oh, Henny Penny, the sky is falling down. I need to go on and tell the king. What? The sky is falling down? I better come with you. And off they went together. Henny Penny and Chicken Licking skeltered down the road to tell the king that the sky was falling down. And on the way, they met Cocky Locky. What, what, what? Slow down, where are you two gone? They stopped to me, Chicken Licking says, Oh, Cocky Locky, the sky is falling down. I need to go and tell the king. Oh, the sky is falling down. I better come with you. Off they went together, Cocky Locky, Henny Penny and Chicken Licking skeltered down the road to tell the king that the sky was falling down. Along the way, they met Ducky Lucky. Quack, quack, slow down, where are you looking? They all stopped and wee Chicken Licking says, Oh, Ducky Lucky, the sky is falling down. I need to go and tell the king. What? The sky is falling down. I better come with you. And off they went together. Ducky Lucky, Cocky Lucky, Henny Penny and Chicken Licking skeltered down the road to tell the king that the sky was falling down. A bit further down the road, they met Drakey Lakey. Quack, quack, slow down, where are you not on? They all stopped and wee Chicken Lickin says, Oh, Drakey the sky is falling down. I need to go and tell the king. Quack, the sky is falling down. I better come with you. And off they went together. Drakey Wakey, Ducky Lucky, Cocky Lucky, Henny Penny and Chicken Lickin skeltered down the road to tell the king that the sky was falling down.
Along the road, they met Goosey Lucy. Slow down, where are you going? And they all stopped to me, Chicken Lick, and says, Oh, Goosey Lucy, the sky is fondin'. I need to go on and tell the king. Oh, the sky is fondin'. I'm going to come with you. And off they went together. Goosey Lucy, Drakey Lakey, Cocky Locky, Henny Penny and Chicken Lickin skelter down the road to tell the king that the sky was falling down. Along the road, they met Turkey Lurkey. Oh, come on, come on, come on! Slow down! Where are you lot gone? And they all stopped. And we Chicken Lickin says, Oh, Turkey Lurkey, the sky is falling down. We need to go and tell the king. Oh, the sky is fondin. I better come with you. And off they went together. Turkey Lurkey, Goosey Lucy, Drakey Lakey, Cocky Locky, Henny Penny and Chicken Lickin skeltered down the road to tell the king that the sky was fondin. On the way... Turkey Lurkey, Goosey Lucy, Drakey Lakey, Clocky Locky, Henny Penny and Chicken Lickin met Foxy Loxy. Oh, slow yourselves down. Where are you all gone in such a hurry, eh? They all stopped and we Chicken Lickin says, Oh, Foxy Loxy, the sky is falling down. We're all gone to tell the king. Are you, Zai? Do you ken where to thin the king? No, we didn't. Foxy Loxy grinned a terrible grin and says, Good job you ran into me then. The king is sitting in my house having a blether with the missus. Follow me, I'll tuck you there. And you can all stay for your tea as well. Wow, that is lucky, said Ducky Lucky. Wop, wop, awfully lucky, said Henny Penny. Turkey Lurkey, Goosey Lucy, Drakey Lakey, Cocky Locky, Henny Penny and Chicken Lickin skeltered behind Foxy Loxy. We was heading to his den, where his family were sitting waiting for their tea. On the way, Chicken Lickin noticed Foxy Loxy licking his lips and muttering the words Winner, winner, chicken dinner under his breath. In his loudest voice, Chicken Lickin shouted Oh, oh, run, run, it's a trick! Foxy's got to eat us! And Turkey Lurkey, Goosey Lucy, Drakey Lakey, Cocky Locky, Henny Penny and Chicken Lickin skeltered in all directions and got a waffy Foxy Loxy. We Chicken Lickin never did find the king to tell him that the sky was falling down, which was just as well, because the sky never did fall down. And if you look up, you'll see it's actually still there.
falling. Why do we say we are falling asleep? As if sleep were a pool we can plunge in, or a cavernous hole that is warm, dark, and deep, or a spider-slung, dank, dingy dungeon. We plummet and drop at a dizzying speed, leaving daylight and waking behind. Though we're still in our beds, there's this thing we all need. Fall right in, and we'll see what we find. Been listening to our wee podcast with Susie Briggs and Alan McClure. All stories, songs, and adaptations by Susie and Alan, and the production and music was also by Alan. We hope you've enjoyed it, folks. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to drop by the Facebook page if you can. We'll see you next time. All the best. <laughs>